0: Baruch Hashem, we are back after a break, a long break. This week we're going to learn about the mitzvah of counting of the Omer. Really, we're going to learn about Pesach, counting of the Omer, and Shavuos. From Pesach to Shavuos, it's like one big holiday, one extended holiday. It does mean we're going to shul every day, for as a holiday, we're going to shul every day anyway, but... <laughs> It's not like a holiday a whole seven weeks, but really, it's one long continuation. It's, it's one block of time. Let's put it this way. We're going to learn about it from inside. We'll start with source number one.
1: On the holiday of Shavuos, we bring a special holiday offering to the temple. Two loaves of bread, which must consist of chametz.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. Something is a mistake here already. Give it to me. Okay, continue.
1: (laughs) You shall count from the day following the Passover holiday, when you brought the Omer offering, seven complete weeks, until the day after the seventh week, you shall count fifty days. And then you shall present a new meal offering to God. From your settlements, bring two loaves of bread as a wave offering. They shall be made of two tenths of an epa of measurement, of wheat meal, and shall be baked as leavened bread. They are the first harvest offering to God.
0: Okay, and Pesach. In the time of the temple on Pesach, they were supposed to bring a piece, um, <coughs> an omer offering, means an omer is a measurement. Like a pound, I would say. Like, like a pound. It's not exactly the same amount, obviously. And of, of wheat, of a barley. From the new barley that came, the grow, you had to bring, a, you had to bake from it and bring it to the temple. As an as a offering to the temple. And only when they brought it to the temple... Everybody else was allowed to, to eat it, to eat from the new crop. That was on Pesach. Seven, then the Torah says you have to count. Seven. God, turn on the accreditation. That's not helping. <laughs> it's hard. I'm not. <laughs> then uh, you know where it is. Then, then, that's, then the Torah tells us to count seven weeks. And by the, after seven weeks, to bring uh, offering of, from, from wheat, and this offering was bought from bread. They made, they take the, the from the wheat, they b- baked bread, and they brought it to the temple. Now, we need to give you an introduction. The temple was Pesachdik. In the temple, you could never bring chomets. Bread and cookies and, uh, and danishes were not allowed in the temple. In the temple, everything was Pesachdik. It was, it was only anything, anything kosher for Pesach, but throughout the year, not just on Pesach. The showbread that used to be on the table in the temple, they used to have twelve showbread, six and six, and like like on levels. This was made. It was it was it was a kosher for Pesach. It was gluten free, in today's language, I would say. <laughs> <clears throat> there was never chametz in the temple. There were only two options you were allowed to bring chametz, as a community sacrifice offering. Shavuos, you were allowed to bring two breads to the temple. That was the one time a year you were allowed to bring chomets to the temple. As a community. Now, even the two breads that you brought to the temple in Shavuos, you were not allowed to put it on the altar. And the altar was only, uh, things are not chomets. You're allowed to bring it to the temple, the coin was raving it, then they give it out to every coin to eat a piece. That was in Shavuos. But to put it on the temple you were not allowed. The other option you were allowed to bring chametz bread to the temple is was when a person brought a, a personal Thanksgiving offering. If he had something, he had a miracle. His tuck did very well. <laughs> By mistake. <laughs> Happens in <laughs> yes, Usually you lose it. Sometimes you gain it. Mm-hmm. Happens. And he cashed on it. He didn't say, I'll wait a little longer, and then Krechts, why he didn't take this out. (laughs) And he wants to thank God. He made money. He can bring a thanksgiving offering. He had to bring 40 breads. 30 were gluten-free, were were kosher for Pesach, and 10 were chomets. Then when a person brought his personal, personal thanksgiving offering, he was allowed to bring chomets. That's the only two options that chometz is allowed in the temple. Then here we're going to speak about why Pesach, we are not, nobody is allowed to have chometz, and in the temple throughout the year, not only you allowed to, have to bring chometz, it's a mitzvah to bring chometz. What is chometz? When it's allowed, when it's okay, when it's optional, and when it's a mitzvah. That's really where we're going with it.
2: Rabbi, so the show breads were really show pitas or show or something like that? Or I
0: don't know if were pitas or not pitas, but they're, they're they, were, they were not hummets. I can tell you that. Well,
2: hummus is just regular
0: bread? Just regular, regular bread. 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 And when, when the dough is rising, you let it rise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. What is gluten-free, exactly? It doesn't have wheat in it. Wheat uh, has gluten in it as a chemical. Just a substance.
2: So gluten free could be uh, could be uh, corn, you know, uh-huh. rice Th-
0: things that don't have wheat. That's yeah. what it, that anything yeah. that doesn't well, have wheat. Things is...
2: like wheat. Wheat's the big one. Wheat barley. But Bar if barley. you see, read the packages gluten free, you'll see you'll see potato, you'll see corn. No one exactly knows. <laughs> I, I see. I see already
0: what's going on. <laughs> no, no, I I asked
1: you several people. Hey, yeah. you no know. exactly know it's, That's exactly what it is. It's gluten free. Gluten free specifically.
2: Gluten. So gluten is a protein. That is found in certain grains that gives it its like stretch, and so it's so you want to have stuff that doesn't have a particular protein. So protein I understand, but I mean,
1: yeah. like my point is like when somebody tell you when it's not this 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 well, it well, doesn't like have those grains, right? Yeah. Yeah. but mainly wheat, so big
2: so
0: wheat, wheat. So barley, wheat, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, anything that's good, that's tasty. Yeah. I make. It uh-huh. Okay. You know
2: full bread? You see
0: that yeah. I, don't, I see don't see it here. That's the gluten.
1: Yeah, yeah, so that one. <laughs> Anyone can say that. They were consumed. Actually, they were consumed
2: totally. A bread.
0: Yeah, this is amazing. Okay, okay. Sauce number three. Now that we know what gluten-free, at least we, we made an effort, mm-hmm. we made an attempt to understand what gluten-free is. We will go ahead. I love how the whole world runs around the gluten-free nobody knows what they're talking about.
2: <laughs> so go ahead.
0: Three. They would do as follows.
2: They would bring three seah of new wheat and rub them and pound them just like all meal offerings and grind them and make two loaves from them. Each loaf was seven handbreadths long, four hand handbreadths wide, and four fingers tall. They were square. They were baked on the day before the holiday. And on the morrow after their
0: waving, they were eaten by the priests on that day and half the night. At that day, the priest got... A little, bit, yeah. Everything is calculated it's in Judaism. Huge, everything huge. is the right size. <laughs> How about what? Mean you? One, two,
2: three, four. That's. That's. A I normal. think this table. No, yeah. this is so? no. Yeah, that's four yeah. fingers. I would say this. And yeah.
1: so.
0: In four any case. Four fingers. Yeah. yeah, four, <laughs> <figure> to, four <laughs> fingers. Four fingers. Then you 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 breathe you, you the they gave every Kohen a little bit from the show bread and a little bit from the real bread. They got matze, chometz, matze, chometz. Everybody got together on Shavuot. The only time I am. Okay, resource number four.
2: With the two loaves offering, what did he, the Kohen, do? He would extend it toward each of the four directions of the skies and then bring it back. Then he would raise it upward and lower it downward. Like a Luba, okay.
0: Yes, the same idea. Yes. Yeah.
2: Said Rabbi Chama bar Ukva, he waved it back and forth to all four directions to hold back the harmful winds, and he would raise and lower it to hold back the harmful dews.
0: It was a way to pray that it should be good weather. That was that was the reason why he waved it to all directions of the world, just like the lulav. Exactly, the lulav. It's also written that we pray for good for uh, for all the elements should should be in a good way. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, the that's a waving of the lulaf, actually. I, that's the first time that I saw it, that it's written here. And then, uh, give me a pen. <coughs> that's, that's, uh, you also say it, they say it also about the waving of the two bread. I didn't know that. What it's written about about the lulaf, that's the reason why we wave the lulaf, to point all directions, is to pray to God. It shouldn't be... Tornadoes and uh, all the other uh, disasters, natural disasters. It's like the old uh, huh? climate politics. It's climate. <laughs> this is a, they, The they first do, ESG guys? Uh, yeah. <laughs> they, they will do much better for the climate if they would use the mitzvah of, of the Lula than trying like <laughs> to save the, the universe, if they want, really want to. In any case, go ahead, number three. No, uh, the Rebbe. The Rebbe. The a surprising
2: change. Between Passover and Shavuot, we count the Omer. In other words, there are three time periods, Passover, the Omer period, and Shavuot. The distinctions between them on Passover comments is forbidden. During the Omer period, it is permitted. On Shavuot, its consumption is a commandment. The two loaves were specifically made of comments. This raises the question, if comments is forbidden on Passover, how does it suddenly become an article of a mitzvah? With, the two, with
0: two notes specifically of Yeah, make up your mind. Is hametz good or hametz is bad? If it's if it's bad, why you bring... Shavuos, oh, we bring bread to the temple and everybody's excited about it. Do we have a problem with hametz or we don't have a problem with comments That's a question.
2: Timing
1: is
0: everything. Timing but, is everything.
1: But probably the question is kind of like the idea of hametz and Passover, like they, we are trying to... Uh, lower our ego, our thinking. So, and so we... Uh, we can, can blow which, up... To... That's a question.
0: Good. Very good. But you already are you're already an educated chassid. you know about the ego and <laughs> the <desert>. oh. <laughs> Yeah. <coughs> Go ahead.
1: The Rebbe, the explanation, Komet represents ego, arrogance, and rationalization. The opposite of matzah, which is called the bread of the pauper, which does not rise or have any flavor.
0: You see, Chometz represents ego, as you just said, and also logic. You want to understand everything. It has to make sense. Every person you come to him and say, do this mitzvah, It doesn't make sense to me, I don't want to do it. He's doing a million things that don't begin to make sense. That's okay. Comes to Judaism, everybody wants to understand everything. Oh, why are we doing this? I don't understand. It doesn't make sense. You go to the doctor and he gives you medication. You also ask him, that doesn't make sense. Tell me how exactly it works. You take it. <laughs> Everybody's doing, the, even in life they do, they have the, all these uh, uh, superstitions that people believe, like in millions. <laughs> Everything is good. Oh, I'm not going out on the same door that I came in. I'm not giving like, shaking under the, under the doorpost, right? <laughs> yeah.
2: Don't walk under the ladder. Look out, there's a black cat. <laughs> you know, you mm-hmm. Everybody
0: is full of superstitions. And he believes in it. Comes to Judaism, I need an explanation. I need to understand. <laughs> this is Chomet, Traif. Comes from Ego. I'll tell you why he's looking for an explanation. That after he gets the explanation, he can explain to himself why he doesn't have to do it. That's why he needs explanation. That's the real reason why they need looking for explanations. Or that, yeah, we eat kosher because it's, uh, <clears throat> because it's hygiene. Now that we are clean, we don't need to do this. Shekoya, He found a reason why not to do it. it then the, more, the, no, the more he has reasons, the more he can outdo the reasons. And with lo- you know, for every logical explanation, he can come up with another logical explanation, no matter what it is. Then, <clears throat> we are poor men. He doesn't ask questions. He doesn't have ego. They tell him to do something. He's doing it. He's not looking for reasons. Then, Chometz. Means logic. Sometimes in the wrong place. Logic is good sometimes, as we're going to go later to speak about it. But it's ego. Well, the bread, the matzah, is called the bread of the poor man, because it's the bread of affliction, right? The bread of the poor man. It's a bread of the poor man doesn't have questions. So he's trying to survive and finished. Continue. Source
1: five. The difference between comet and matzah is comet represents ego. As in the fact that it rises, Matza represents humility in that it does not rise. Source six, this is the main difference between comets and matza. the bread of comets, which has flavor, symbolizes a person's intellect, which likewise has a flavor. The bread of matza, on the other hand, is called the bread of the pauper, lacking any flavor at all. It represents humility and nullification. That is why matzah is
2: called the bread of faith, because faith transcends
0: reason. Bread has taste. Matze, what everybody complained, it doesn't have any taste, right? Then the taste represents something that you do is tasteful. You do a mitzvah that makes sense. It, it's enjoyable. You like to do it. We have a mitzvah that doesn't make sense. It's like, it's like matze, it's not enjoyable. You do it because you have to, but I, it doesn't make sense. I don't understand why. Okay, On want to continue, please?
2: They were not the for godliness, as the verse says. You were naked and bare. God Himself, the King of Kings, personally revealed
0: Himself and rescued them from Egypt. Okay, as we said before, faith is above logic. That's the leap of faith. To believe is in something that doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't make sense. You believe that this is the right thing to do and finished. That what, to, to go out from Egypt, you needed faith. The Jewish people in Egypt were on the lowest level. There are 49 levels. There are 50 levels of holy of purity. You can go to the lowest of the lowest, and then you can, number 50 in the, in the lowest, you, you miss the assimilating, you are lost to the Jewish people. Or you can reach the highest of the highest. It's written about Moses, that the day of his death, he reached the 50th level. In which mountain Moses uh, was buried? Nebo. Nebo, beautiful. <laughs> I did something in Nebo called. <laughs> Nebo. Nebo in Nebo, in Nebo. Nun, the letter Nun, Bo. Nun, what is there is, you know, in a miracle value, there is every letter is a number, right? Aleph is one, Bet is two. What is Nun?
2: 70,
0: 60, yeah, 60 or so. 50, 50. 50. talking about 50 levels, <laughs> I thought you will catch it. 50, right? 50. Moses reached at the 50th level on the day of his death. That means the highest. Then the, the same thing is here, what we have in here between Pesach and Shreuz, we have 50 days. On Pesach, we were on the lowest of the lowest. It's written, that the Talmud says, if the Jewish people, if God wouldn't save us, wouldn't take us from Egypt on this day, it would be too late. There would be nobody to talk to. They would come and say, Moses, what's your name? Oh, I don't know, we're too busy. <laughs> it was the last moment before it's too late. You know, sometimes in, in, medical, in, in medical crisis and say, you, you feel that you're going to save a person at the last moment. If you do it now, or, you never, or it's never. It's never, will never, never be able to save them. The same thing is here. That's what happened. Continue. <coughs> Since this was not a
2: result of their own efforts, but merely a revelation, from the love, the experience didn't. <coughs> the experience did not change them ...because they did not have the necessary capacity. It was the revelation that drew them to God. At the time of the Exodus,
0: they had to get themselves like evil. And their animal souls remained potent. What happened in in Egypt? Moses came, he made them plagues, he made miracles. They went with them. But the Jews didn't change. It's not that they became righteous people. It's not that they became believers, big believers. They They were shocked by the miracles... And he kind of confused them, and they went after him. But who they are? You know, many times people say, if we, just, we would have a miracle, I would believe in God. You know what? For two weeks, you would believe in God. And the week number three, you would go back to your old behavior, just as it was before. Because in it, a change is something, an internal thing. You know, let's say people talk about diet. Somebody comes and proves you that the diet is so, and it's so important, and if you don't diet, it's so bad. And, uh, and you get very inspired, and you go home, and you start a strict diet. And?
1: On Sunday, and by Monday morning, you're done.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because a diet really has to come from an inside place. From a, one day you're waking up and you're saying, no, I feel so sick, I need to start to do something about it. And little by little, you make a change. Anything that was an outside influence, the experience from from Pesach. They didn't change. God took them out of Egypt. They didn't do any preparation for it. They did not turn to God. God turned to them. That was Pesach. Source number eight, Shavuos. You want to read Okay, What he says here is like this. Then, after seven weeks of spiritual journey, as you're going to talk about that song, go turn on a little more, young man. (laughs) (laughs) Then we need need it uh, after seven weeks. Chometz is not a bad idea. It means to say logic is not something we are fighting. Logic is a good thing when it comes from a good place. Understanding is important. Judaism is all for understanding. But it has to come from a place of humbleness, a place of accepting what God's rule, i just trying to understand, to make it more excited to me, to myself, to understand. When, I understand, when I do a mitzvah because it makes sense, it's more, it's more exciting. It's not, it's not, it's not so oh, I do it because he said so. Then we are not against logic. Judaism is all for logic, for asking questions, but not for questioning. You understand the difference? Questioning means I'm not sure, I, do, I don't believe in it, who says, I, do, I disagree. Questions, is means to understand. When you understand, you do the mitzvah much more exciting. Then after a the seven week of uh, journey, that you get rid of your own ego, and you understand that everything is coming from God, and you accept God's ruling, then understanding is a very positive thing. And it's encouraged, and we want you to do this. Yeah. Make sense?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in that seven-week period, you you can eat comments at home, but not at temple, is that right? Yes, yes. Because being in a group at temple, there's some different um, element to it? I'll
0: tell you, I'll tell you. The temple is a place of God's presence is much stronger than in your own house. Then in your own home, we have one seir, seven days. We clean up the chomets, clean up the ego. It should give us a jump start to, to, to start to walk on our understanding that it's not about us. In the temple, in the presence of God, there is no place for ego any day of the year. You cannot, I cannot come with my ego. If I want to connect to God, my ego has no place there. It's written wherever there is a person who has ego, he's pushing away God from, from the room. I, the room is full with me. Oh, there is no place for God. Then God is trying to stick in. He says, God, the room is full. I, I cannot go in. Then the, the, more le, there is, the less about me, there is more place for God. That's all. it's all about. And therefore, in, uh, in, in the temple, there is a place for God. Why, why is a person who brings a thanksgiving offering can bring comments? Because thanksgiving, from where it's coming, why are you you thanking God? From which sense is coming in you? You know, you cover up on me the scenery. Well, a thanksgiving comes from a place of humbleness. I recognize that God made for me the miracle. I recognize it's coming from God. If it's coming from God, I'm coming with a sense of humbleness, then I can bring bread to the temple. That's what the lays behind it. You understand? A person who thanks God, why is he thanking God? Because he realized it's not him. He didn't do anything. It's a miracle took place. He recovered from a sickness. He survived from a, from a crash. He's thanking God because he knows that something bigger than him that saved him. Then we are not afraid of his ego because it, it, comes, it comes from a very sense of being thankful in general. It comes from a sense of humbleness. The more, the less it's about me, the more I'm thankful. You know, people are always, in kids or adults or teenagers, they're always angry, it's not fear, and <laughs> I'm always upset, things don't go the way I want. It comes from a place that they feel entitled. The, the less you feel entitled, the more there is place for humbleness. The more you, it's a place for thanking other people.
1: It's the same thing with anxiety. The more you do for others, the less you're into yourself. It's one of the...
0: One of the colors. Again, the same thing yeah, it's because the same you, thing. it's because it's it comes to my sense not yeah. about me, it's all it's all about other people. I mentioned that once. I think that I read quite a few interviews and read, uh, writings about people live very long. Usually, usually not always. Usually, there are people who are very thankful and don't ask anything for themselves and never get upset. Therefore, they don't have anxiety. No they stress. don't get angry. No stress. Mm-hmm. No stress. They're always happy, they're smiling. Mm. Life is good. They can live until under fifteen. Nothing, nothing makes, makes them upset, nothing.
1: <coughs> shepherds, you know, in, in many cases, in Bolivia, in Georgia, shepherds live a very long time. Really? Their life is very simple. Yeah. They're, doing, they're doing the same thing over and over again. They work a lot. That was really? Victor Frankl's whole thing, like, do do more for others and less for yourself. you're right. And see the, the balance in your life. Yeah, but when you're seeing this uh, uh, eat uh, at home... Chomets. Uh, Chomets. And um, when you say temple, it's the temple only?
0: Only the temple, yeah. Not this temple. Here we eat uh, kugel and everything. All the Komets <laughs> Komets. Bagels. In our temple. Bagels. Our temple is not so holy. There's a, <laughs> <laughs> Bagels and all the good stuff. If I would if I only, only... I would be... If you serve your matzah all here, no the welcome. temple will be very small.
1: <laughs> so, but how come, then, then again, it's that temple that we don't In have? In Jerusalem, yeah. I mean, this is, uh,
0: okay. But well, the spiritual journey is here today too. Yeah. The physical things, we don't have the temple. That's why we mourn, right. the loss of the temple, and we pray every service that you got to bring the temple back. But the, God could take away from us, took away from us only the, the physical building, not the meaning of the building now every person has to build his own temple in his own art in his own life every one of us is the high priest we are everything we are the high priest we are the kohen we are the shamash we are the gabay we are everything and we have to walk on our own spiritual journey okay source number eight and some i'm sorry the rebbe go ahead Okay, what is the thing, the the, the counting of the Omer, that makes the journey, that you from not uh, not having homets to allowing to have homets? What is the what is the journey of the seven of the counting of the Omer? The counting of the Omer is a spiritual sign to it. First of all, what is the counting of the Omer? We start to count the day after the Seder, the second night Seder. We start to count seven weeks. Today is the first day of the Omer. Tomorrow is the and the next day is the next day of the Omer. We are today the 10th day of the Omer, right? 10 days into the counting. The counting is 49 days. 49 days is 7 weeks. Every week is divided to a different character that we have to refine in ourselves. It's a spiritual journey that person us to become a better human being between Pesach and Shavuos. After Shavuos, we can go back to be the same obnoxious people that we were before. (laughs) That's okay. But between Pesach and Shavuos, at least we become a little better for these 7 weeks. Because if you're not becoming ba- ba- the bad guy, what are you going to walk next to him? You don't have nothing to do next year. You'll be such a refined person, you will be no walking next to the counting of Dharma.
1: You will be gluten-free, by the
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: just, like, I mean, you get the, like, I have the counting of the Omer on my, I have app for it. So just the words of counting of the Omer, like, just the reading of the prayer, it's, you don't get the sense that, you don't get that, Miriam had shown me this one time there's like a grid and for each week it's like a different aspect and it's like yes know, yes yes or. yes anyway, yes yes so just reading it you don't ever really get the sense of what you're making better about yourself it's you have to like spend time actually understanding each of the different squares
0: yes yes you're right it's you know there is the mitzvah and there is the meaning of the mitzvah there is
2: they have that meaning
0: Did they have the meaning Bade them all the way? I don't know. I didn't ask them. <coughs> over, over the generations, Kabbalah taught us this, the meaning of it. You see, when you actually did it, it was less needed so much. The, mean, the meaning was not so needed, so important. Because when you do the action, the meaning is not, is not so crucial, if you want. But when you don't do the action, the meaning is even more crucial. For example, when you when you when you have your child in front of you, you give him org and you move on. How much meaning you put in the org? I don't know. A little more, a little less, right? Sometimes you really not every org in every case has so much meaning. Sometimes it's just ah, oh, just ah. Oh. and sometimes it really has meaning. But when you don't have the physical side to it, you have to, to make a connection, you have to put much more effort in your thoughts in your feeling. To, to with a child who is, as I mentioned many times, with a child who is out of town, you spend much more time on the phone than when he's in town. When he's in town, you don't, you don't, you don't change, you don't exchange two sentences with them. You don't know what he's doing. Nothing when he's out of town, you know every data is going everything, right? Because you don't have the physical side there. You don't have this thing that you see each other all the time. That you, that talking, is making up. For this, that is not around. The same thing is in a, is in a like this. A mitzvah that was in the time of the temple, because we did it, the meaning was not so crucial as much as it's now. Therefore, after the temple, the meaning was much more developed than it was in the time of the temple. I don't think that in the, in the time of the temple, everybody who lived in Judea and Samaria knew about Chesed and Gvura and Tiferet. No, I don't think so. But this is the richness of Judaism that over time it became richer and richer and richer, absolutely. The prayer book in the time of the temple was much shorter than we pray now. The prayer book was two prayers, so the Shema and the Ten Commandments. Services were short, you couldn't be be late. (laughs) You're two minutes late, it's over. (laughs)
1: Where did you say? Is that, is that grid on Chabad.org? Can you see it on Chabad.org? Yeah, there is an app. Is no? it on there? I, I don't know if well,
0: the you... the app, I not know. Yeah. I just remember Miriam teaching me it. about... There is an app for the counting so of the. But the so the the app. App. Send you, them you the Chabad. Show, the, show each
1: characteristic as
2: you go? Send them Chabad. I don't
0: know. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's, if you look at the
2: meditation. That's the app. You can see it's a repetition
0: at seven with this and seven with this. I have the app too. Yeah, where you get it? Where you...
2: This is... a. It just yeah, I don't this know.
1: is a Chabad app. Yeah, I have, yeah. Send, I have Chabad.org. No, yeah, top
0: send, top them right. the, send them to send them to help but him. I it's not so. It,
1: it looks like it looks like that. You just put Omer in there and. Oh, okay. There's an right. honor counter. Oh yeah. That's, That's a, the bad yeah. one. Okay. But I don't know yeah. if it has, you know, a rig. Poetry, but, but, but it's just It has, 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 the has everything.
0: Blood. I'm sure it has everything. It comes obvious. Here, there's yeah. a bunch yeah. of... There is everything. There with the explanations with everything. Yeah, you there's a whole... Now, what does this mean? Every Let's say the week number one. We were walking on chesed. Chesed means we have to walk on our kindness to become kind of people in the most simple meaning of the word. What means to be, a, to, be, to be a kinder person? We are kind, but you can be a little kinder, right? Everybody. But that was last week, thank God. Mm. This week is gvura. Gvura means discipline. Discipline means you have to discipline yourself a little more. To be in control over yourself. Not to say everything you want to say, what comes to your tongue. Not to, not to eat everything you want to eat. To control yourself and to ask yourself what God wants me, not what I want. That's this week. Now, every day, there is There's many levels. The, but the bottom line is, you concentrate on another character in your, in your life, and you try to make it better. The next week will be mercy. To be merciful. And we spoke about that in the years before. What's the difference between kindness and mercy? mercy? What's the difference between kindness and mercy? So what ki- do you think? What kindness,
1: you think? I think kindness is our behavior outwardly toward others. When we're merciful... We tend to combine kindness with a little forgiveness. Um, okay,
0: not bad. Yeah. <laughs> kindness, you know when you went to... Or igra- When you know when you get to your grandmother, she told you, eat. Eat, 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 eat! I'm satisfied. I'm on a diet. I almost, I will throw up. I'll die. It doesn't make a difference. You have to eat, right? Because she's not, she has a need to give you. Kindness is about me. I'm a giving person. If I will not give to you, I'll give him. I need to give. <clears throat> mercy is not about me. Mercy is what the other person needs. That's what mercy is. And if the other person needs, and shouldn't give him. You don't give him. You don't say, Oh, I felt bad. He asked for me. I couldn't say no. That's not mercy. That's, you, you know it's not good for him. Somebody who is not allowed to diabetes. He's not allowed to eat sugar. And you give him because he begged you. You're killing him. Then, Then... Mercy is not about myself; it's about other, and so on. Every other, every character, has a component in our life, that we can become better people. And after seven weeks of a spiritual journey from Pesach to Shavuos, by Shavuos <coughs> we clean, cleanse ourselves to a our level that we are allowed to, to have hometz What does this mean? In English, there is a very easy way to explain it. There is arrogance, and there is pride, right? What's the difference between arrogance and pride, psychiatrist? <laughs> I don't know. I don't
1: so know. arrogance is like, what? we talk about this all the time. Arrogance is the behavior demonstrated outward that you're better than someone. Pride is what's held inside that you don't really express. It's just kind of a form of confidence.
0: Then pride is a good thing, yeah. and arrogance is a bad thing that arrogance is not allowed. The arrogance you have to get rid of by choice, Until Schwoz is allowed to have some arrogance. But
1: well, that's like ego and humility. Like, oh, no, 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 no.
0: Pride, many people confuse between arrogance and pride. Pride is a good thing. Yeah. I'm proud to be Jewish. Pride is a good thing, the healthy thing. Then when you get rid, many times, arrogance and pride could be confused. Hey, it's not my arrogance, I'm just proud. That's why I told you, hey, you're not, I'm here. Pride. <laughs> The difference arrogance and pride is very, very, it's a very thin line. Then, then after you clean yourself of your arrogance, then pride, coming to the temple. What is it? is about God gave us the Torah. We are very proud to be Jewish. This pride of being Jewish, don't be a shmatter when somebody tells you, Why are you, why, why are you Jewish? You said I'm very proud to be a Jew. Don't say, Oh, I was humble. I didn't tell them anything. That's not humbleness. That's the wrong. That using is in the wrong place. Then proud of something that you did right, you should be very proud. It doesn't mean you have to be arrogant about it. It's a it's a very thin line. But that's a different page of Now let's turn to page number eight. Do please want to continue? Uh, in our day, we do not
1: physically offer the sacrifice of two wolves, but is still relevant to our spiritual journey during those three periods. Our sages said, said, in every generation, a person like you yourself, as if you left Egypt today, you must always survive to escape the uh, constraints of our
0: body and animal soul and leave
1: Egypt in a spiritual sense.
0: Okay, then... In our times, as you mentioned before, there is no temple, there is no offering of, of uh, the two breads. But the spiritual journey, the spiritual service that God gave us is always. The number one, uh, our, our sages told us that a person has to, in every generation, and the Alter Rabbi says in every day, a person has to constantly go out from, from, from Egypt. What is from Egypt? As you mentioned many times, Mitzrayim has two meanings. As the name of is Egypt, and Mitzrayim also can means boundaries. A person has to come out of his own confinements. Everyone has his boundaries. He likes to get up exactly eight o'clock and go to sleep at Terry And, and the, the cup of coffee should be on the right side of the chair, of the table, not on the left side. And don't confuse me. And don't call me so early in the morning. I'm I'm in a bad mood. And so on and on. We are all full of of confinements of boundaries. And we like our routine. People love routine. Routine is exile. Routine is a jail. Routine is a good thing, but you have to have the power to, get, um, to break our routine, to go out, to do something bigger. Every time when I come to people, I try to introduce them, I'm numitsy. Oh, Rabbi, I'm very comfortable with what I do. I'm very good. I'm good. about it. That's okay. That's what my father did, what my grandfather didn't do, that What my gay grandfather didn't do. I can also not do it. <laughs> why, why? Judaism wants to it should grow, we should break. You should go out from Egypt every day. You shouldn't be afraid to try something new. It doesn't mean you shouldn't have a routine, but within the routine, not to be afraid to override the routine, to break the routine and to try something more. And that's why you know we mentioned a few times that we are the Jewish people are compared to the moon. The moon is never the same size. Every day it's a little bigger or a little smaller. We are not compared to the sun. The sun is the same thing every day. The rest of the world is compared to the sun. The Jews are compared to the moon. God doesn't even mind that we have a setback. The moon gets sometimes smaller. As long as we are moving, we are not on the same level. People like, the same thing is doing every day. Every Pesach, do one more thing. You know, there is a Jewish tradition, a Hasidic tradition, and you take upon yourself one little mitzvah more. Something small. Don't take something big because you run out of what to do next year. Take something very small. And, and you then, but the idea is to grow. A person has to grow. Just like in, in business, you don't want to make the same amount of money you made last year. Not. Nobody likes to say you make the same amount to the same benefits from your uh, anything. Anything you want. You don't want to drive the same car that your father drove, right? Then you want to grow. Really should be in the spiritual, spiritual side. But
1: when are yeah. talking about boundaries, you was I me mean like boundaries mostly it's a good thing because if you're not all any boundaries then it's a chaos and then you're right absolutely so it's I think it's a very thin line to break in the boundaries you know because you can break good boundaries <coughs> uh, this is and, true and uh, we are kind of teaching our kids mostly like hey you have to boundaries. boundaries you know like and uh, when you're talking about breaking uh, Mitzrayim of Something to addition to the good boundaries, I guess. That's that's yes.
0: right. you know I'll tell you. Everything in life can be used for good and can be used for bad, no matter what it is. A knife can be used to cut a bread and can can hurt somebody. No matter what it is, can be used for good and bad. We're talking obviously for the good in the good side. But people are very very stiff in their in their ways have a very hard time to break boundaries. Oh, I cannot come to this event because my kids go to sleep at eight thirty, and that's it. And the world will come to an end if they're not going to sleep at eight thirty. That once a year for the Seder, you'll be up a little later. They will not go to sleep at eight thirty. The world is not coming to an end. Nothing will happen. And then you discover that for their own things, they find ways to break the boundaries. That's only excuses for Judaism. When it's a big, when it's an important wedding, they go there and they come at eleven o'clock at night with the kids, and everything is good, and they survive. And and they oh they have, to, they have to go to school, they cannot come Rosh Hashanah, show, no. But to take him out to go to to Disney World, then they can miss three days of school. Ah, you could miss days of school. Ah, it's only a question for what? And so on and on and on. When I was young and naive, everybody told me this kind of excuses. Later I used to tell him, I look at them and says, uh-huh, I got it, I got it. Hmm. Don't waste don't don't waste your bread on excuses. You want to continue? We'll give him. We have to very little left We'll give everybody a chance. Second paragraph.
2: All right. Okay. We do so in the following order. At the outset, corresponding to the actual exodus from Egypt on Passover, comments should not be consumed. Meaning, we should not scrutinize everything from an intellectual viewpoint. Our personal perspective might be skewed. Instead, focus on the humility
1: and accepting the yoke of God. That is something that transcends into us.
0: Then he says the beginning, you have to start. Your beginning, your relationship with God has to be. And this is something very important. The approach to Judaism has to be, if God said so, I'll do it. You must have this beginning, this foundation. If not, it will never work. Give you an example. Whenever a couple comes to me, I should marry them, I should officiate a wedding. I, I see right away if they, are, if, they will be ready to, if they will be able to survive what Orthodox Judaism offers, it says needs to be done or not. If they come and say, Rabbi, we want you to do the wedding, whatever it takes, we're going to do. Now, there is many places, many things that are just customs. And you can say, don't want this tradition. we can do this tradition. we can do this. We can do. Many, there is many, a lot of place for, for <clears throat> flexibility. But the attitude has to be, I am going to do what it takes. If not, no matter how much they agree, there is always a new thing that is a problem, a new obstacle. Oh, we cannot give, I, she cannot give me a ring. Oh, I don't, oh, this or oh, that. So every minute is another story. If you don't, in Judaism, the attitude has to be, God said, I do. That's the beginning. That's Pesach. That's the beginning of all beginnings, foundation of all foundations. That's the only way Judaism survives. If everyone starts saying, oh, it doesn't make sense, then it will never, it never happen. It will just Because there will always be something that will bother you and will not make sense. Why was the Holocaust? We still, well, why, where was God in the Holocaust? I got in the Holocaust. Give me a break. That's your problem. Another excuse for not doing anything. The attitude has to be, I don't know why, was God, why, why God did the Holocaust. I don't have an explanation. But I'm not, I'm not God, and I'm not his lawyer. And God doesn't owe me explanations. I owe God actions. He created me, and he says, this is the rules that I am expecting of you. Sometimes I'm lazy, sometimes I'm tired, sometimes I'm this, it's okay. But I'm not trying to... I know what he says is the truth. How much can I do? Zero. One percent, two percent, three percent. It's a journey. But the, the, the attitude has to be, if God tells me to do something, I'll do it. That's Pesach. Continue.
2: This idea is applicable not only at the, out, at the outset of our general journey, to today, but in every situation that can be prepared. For our uh, sages said, in every generation, meaning in every situation, a person must view himself as if he left Egypt today. Therefore, this approach applies to every situation focus less on your own perspective. As we said earlier, even righteous people need to try to escape their limitations. <coughs> However, once you leave your existing you um, constraints and limitations, mass is no longer prohibited.
0: Even if you cannot fully transform into a uh, holiness, at that point, it
2: is time to focus on your internal character and intellect your personal mess and align it with your spiritual growth.
0: Spirit. Okay. It says in the beginning, as I, said, as I said before, it's every day. You have to start, you know, you do know, close the door. Mandel, um, go ahead. Close the door. Um, you will wake up in the morning. We say, Modea ni lefanecha. Modea ni lefanecha is, meaning I thank God for giving me another day, basically. It's a, it's a, it's an, a statement that I'm thankful to God. And that's how I start my day. God is the boss. I remember him. Whatever he says goes. That's the beginning. Then, after you came out from your own Egypt, came out from your own boundaries, <coughs> then, during the counting of the Omer, understanding is not a, is not a sin. It's not a deri word. When they want to understand. It's not a mitzvah yet, but it's OK. After I have this, this basic foundation, this attitude, as trying to understand is a good thing. Judaism is all for understanding as long as you have the right attitude. It's like when, you, when your boss tells you to do something, <coughs> you tell him, yes, I'm ready to do it. But explain me how to do it, where to do it, if it makes sense. Why, it, because if it makes sense, I'll be, I'll be much more excited about it. Amidst it, it makes sense people are much more excited about. Continue. Oh, oh you, I'm sorry. Go ahead. We're going to divide this.
1: <laughs> the final goal is when you reach a state in which you could and therefore must bring your hametz, your intellect, to become a part of your spiritual journey and a vessel for the godliness, transforming it entirely. Go
0: ahead. This
1: is the advantage of Chabad Hasidic thought. Instead of focusing on external inspiration, it gives the individual his own path to God, making his mind a receptacle for godliness.
0: Okay, I'll we'll explain the last paragraph. What does this mean? If there is any here, I'll let me, and you to read it and then I'll explain it. Okay. Uh, yeah.
2: Okay, we'll stop Moonas Altic je je al is Kashras Amunas
0: Okay, we there is two, there is, there is, in the Hasidic world, there are two approaches. There is Chabad, and there is the other Hasidic groups. The Chabad, the other Hasidic groups, is mainly that the, the Rebbe is doing them, is he's like, he's like the connection to God, and he's doing for them all the spiritual work, and he just tells them what to do. They, they have to be connected to him, and he will pull them towards God. And in Chabad, the attitude is, everyone has to do his own work. There's no free lunch. There is a, the, the rabbis in the other Hasidic groups is, especially in the early generations, it was as long as you do, you're connected to the rabbi, you come there, you, you listen to his words of Torah, were very little, and, and they, you pray with them, and you dance, and you, then he will make sure that you come, you're you a good Jew. Is is excitement? Will affect you. You are waiting for outside influence. You understand? Somebody else should get you excited. Wherein in Chabad. Says you have to walk on yourself. You have to get connected to God on your own right. It's almost like you know. Some people they don't know how to make themselves happy. They're looking for somebody or other people to make them happy. And they're, and they're always they were waiting for all the outside excitement. They need friends. They need to go to, to entertainments. They need, and other people have an inside joy. They take care of themselves. They are excited. or not. They don't need anybody. And Chabad's attitude was that a person should walk on himself and not rely on anybody also. Anything goes to, to give him his connection, to give him his excitement towards Judaism. Then the Jews, when they came out from Egypt, when at Mount Sinai, the miracles in the desert. You know what happened there? Every day was another miracle, right? Mana, everyday mana. Miracles, the 10 plagues, the splitting of the sea, unbelievable. How it happened that 40 days later they made the golden calf? It wasn't an internal journey. It was an external thing. No matter, as long as the other people get you excited, you're excited. Five minutes later Moses disappeared. They are back to the old stuff. Let's build a golden calf. Today, the Jewish people, they don't have miracles. We don't have Mount Sinai. We don't have Moses. We don't have prophets. We don't have open, uh, we don't have monarchy. Nothing. No spinning of the sea. And we are Jewish on our own because we have our internal journey. We work on ourselves. That's what it's all about. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. God bless you and God bless America. <laughs>